Um, get closer I want to your do mic. my I want to do my insert real you have quick. To get closer to your mic though. Yeah, I thank you. I know. Um, well, then do it. So, well, I have to also look at the camera. So, you know. Well, I, I look at the camera, and I'm still close I know, to but my your mic. Camera is directly focused on you. Mine, I'm in a I'm in a wide shot. I can't do this with you right now. Just please, <laughs> just be quiet. <laughs> Hi guys, it's James. A quick request. I can't do it when you're. My voice went down. It did. Hi guys. Oh, hi guys. <laughs> hey guys, it's James. I just want to tell you how much Denise and I appreciate all the support we've gotten so far and all of the listeners and downloads that we've accrued over these last several weeks. It's more than we could have imagined. But I also have to ask a favor. We're not going to ask you for money because the whole point of our podcast is to prove that we can work remotely and make a living for our family. But what I would like to request is if you have a friend that you think might be interested in listening to the show, go ahead and share us on Facebook, Instagram, wherever you get your social media. Please recommend our podcast. We're Really appreciative at the way it's growing now, but we also want to cast a wider net. We think a lot more people could benefit from what we have to say and everywhere we're headed on our journey. Thanks and on with the show. Check the mic and make sure it sounds right, boys. Hey, listeners. Ever wonder what it would be like to sell everything and travel the country at the tender age of 50? Well, with our last kid off to college and the ability to now work remotely, we've decided to do just that. So we're selling the house, loading up the dog, and hitting every city from California to Florida. We're scouring the country for a new place to call home. And dragging you into every restaurant, Airbnb, and tourist trap we encounter along the way. This is the Skip Town All-Stars Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Skip Town All-Stars Podcast very excited to be with you here today. Uh, we have finally had a chance to get the cameras rolling. It's been a little rough and tumble on the road, but we are going to try and record video for this episode as well. So if you are so inclined, please head on over to our YouTube channel. Uh, you can find it in the show notes. And we are in Salt Lake City. I'm very excited to announce our special guest. She is the middle... She is Popo. She is the tower of power in the Gordon family. Everybody, welcome. Hashtag my Mia. Mia Gordon. Welcome, honey. Hello. Thank you for having me. That was quite the introduction. I was going to say, are you happy? I worked on that a little <laughs> bit in the van on the way into town. That was really good. Yeah. I think it blew Ellie's out of the water for sure. <laughs> well, I know that'll make you happy yeah. since the two of you are so competitive. I wanted to start by you telling the listeners a little bit about yourself and what you've been up to these last handful of weeks since we've been away. Well, as you know, my name is Mia. I go to University of Utah in Salt Lake City, Utah. I grew up dancing and in high school I played lacrosse. I'm currently studying criminology and for the past few weeks, few months, I've been working at PacSun at my local mall. So that was mainly why I had to stay back in LA without my family, without you guys, without a house. So Mia, how did you spend the last couple of weeks? We know that you were cat sitting. Um, you couch surfed a little bit with our family friends, and then you spent a few days with one of your best friends. Yes. Um, how was all of that? It was it was better than be being homeless and living in my car, for sure. It was actually really great. Everyone was super, super open to letting me in their house. A lot of people have been saying like, oh, my God, you're more than welcome to stay at our place once you come back from school, once your parents leave L.A., things like that. So that was as sweet as it was. It was also pretty bittersweet because I was like... That's so nice of you. I was super grateful to everyone, but at the same time, I don't want to I was be like, here. I don't want your house. I want my house. <laughs> just not the same. But you were busy during that time. You weren't just working at Pac Sun. Oh, I was also shadowing a close family friend who's a public defender for LA County. Um, she's based out of Van Nuys. So I would go to Van Nuys Courthouse. Um, a couple days out of the week or a couple days out of the month, mostly at least once a week. 
And I would get to see a lot of different hearings. I'd see like preliminary hearings. I'd see setting dates. I was supposed to see a trial. So I saw jury selection. I saw all of that right before. I saw a resentencing right before the trial was supposed to begin. And then I saw the client take a plea bargain. <laughs> On the morning you were <laughs> On you, the, the morning case was of, supposed to start. Jury was there and everything. But that was super cool. So since I'm studying criminology, I really want to go to law school. I want to go into law. And um, our family friend gave me this amazing opportunity to just shadow her, walk around with her until like her lunchtime. And it was honestly really amazing and really eye-opening. And it's just solidified my career plans for me. So this sealed the deal. Like you're pretty sure this is the area of law you want to one day practice? Yes. I'm very much into criminal law. I feel like civil law can be kind of boring sometimes. Oh, there's <laughs> yeah. Criminal law is going to be very exciting. Yes. So <laughs> it'll be super interesting. And I like, I really enjoy that stuff. I love criminal minds. I love all law shows. I like seeing movies where when they're in a courthouse, but I thought it was even more interesting actually being in a courthouse, seeing the jury selection process, because I'd never seen that. They don't show that in the movies. Oh, yeah. In L.A., everybody tries to squeak out of jury duty. Yes, that is very, very true. They tried to do it during jury, jury selection as well, didn't they? Yes. The crazy excuses people came up with. Some people say they don't have common sense, things like that. <laughs> they say that even though they know that the client is charged with this, they already think he's innocent or guilty just so that they don't have to sit through the trial and take off of work, which it's fair. It's just the excuses are way absurd. Like I would just say my mother is very sick and I'm her main caregiver. I would say that to get out of jury duty. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Well, but, we know what you're. We, but again, I probably won't get asked to do jury duty because I'm studying law. Not anymore. That's yeah. true. Okay. So let's get back to we had planned that you would go with us in the yeah. drive mm -hmm. to um, drop Ellie off at school. And then a couple of things happened. One was that you landed a summer job. You weren't sure you'd be able to get a week off to come travel with us or even a few days. You were nervous about that. And Correct. then the second thing that we realized also was that Ellie's moving wasn't really Ellie's moving. It's just temporary housing. Yeah. So to me, it just made more sense to go out and help Ellie move into her actual dorm in in September. Um, and you kind of split up your time. So tell everyone how it was being alone for two weeks and where you spent your time. Yeah. Not being able to go to your actual house anymore. Yeah. That was honestly, it was really hard. I think mostly because it wasn't like we just moved out of our house and we all left together. I was left behind. Oh, honey. <laughs> it's what, it's, honey. I know it's horrible to say, but that's just what it felt like. Like I felt like I was floating and just like going through the motions of like all the places I grew up, all these amazing memories I had with friends and family and everyone was being super generous. A lot of like our close family friends would reach out to me, make sure I was doing okay, make sure I had a place to sleep. Okay. And then what happened after we left? Let's talk about that. The day that we the left. Day you left. The day Let's we talk left. about the day we okay. left, Mia. So it was a Monday morning. Just a normal, casual <laughs> Monday for most Angel Angelinos. Angelinos, most valley girls if you will <laughs> um i helped load the rest of my stuff into my car i helped load a couple more things into the pod and then it was just a whole lot of sitting around waiting for this walkthrough and then once the walkthrough happened it was more sitting around in my empty home just crying i don't think i like i cried all that entire day since 9 30 in the morning we noticed that you were the most emotional. And it was surprising because you were away for a year. I think it was because I was gone for a year. My room was already a storage room. It was already my dad's office for a while. So my room hadn't really been my room 
most of the time that I'd come home for breaks, but now it was my house that I grew up in. Um, mainly, I mean, I all my childhood memories come from in. Well, that yeah, house. we moved in that house when you were five months old, so it was yeah. your entire. Yeah. It was your house your entire life. Yeah. So now it was that my house was no longer my house. And I think a part of me really thought, like, a part of me doubted it. A part of me was just like, okay, whatever. Like, I'm very, very happy for you guys. I know this is an amazing journey that you're on. You've been talking about it since I was like a freshman in high school. So, yeah. So this wasn't anything new. No, not at all. But it's still shocking. It's still a lot. And I think because I was so busy with work with packing that was all a distraction to how I feel about it for sure and so it all just kind of like came to a bubble that day because it was like oh my god like this is actually happening but it wasn't I think I was actually more upset about me staying there by myself I'm sorry I think that was subconsciously what was harder why don't you just tell us well I would have figured something out. I know, but it was also like I already had all these plans set in stone where I was staying. Okay. Stuff like that. And I don't know. I thought I would just be fine doing like two weeks at home. I was already at that point super excited to go back to school. I was so excited. That was the only thing I was looking forward to. I think after a while, after everything kind of settled that's when I was like, oh my God, like this is actually happening. So that is why I was so upset. I know it's surprising because I was gone for a year, but I don't know. It's it's still it going to be sense. hard no, regardless. It, yeah, what you're saying totally makes sense. I think just kind of like the environment that you guys had set up for the house in the very beginning um like how you've talked about in previous episodes like sure all of our friends have these really nice houses but they always want to come to ours it's because of how welcoming you two are to all of our friends oh thank you how you guys will welcome anyone in you'll always cook for them you'll will kick dad out of the family room to watch oh tv God, and you guys were always so open to any party that we wanted to throw i wouldn't say that but uh, you'd always be like i'm not doing anything yeah i would say that i will not help out and, and then, at that point and then i'd be out there cleaning the, the yard yep <laughs> <laughs> who was in the backyard with the hose <laughs> sweeping sucker i'm such yep. a sucker and then i'd be like dad i don't know how to turn the lights on oh, like Huff and puff, getting up from the couch, <laughs> waddle outside. Oh, everyone knows I'm a huffer and puffer now. Thanks, he never Mia. says no, though. He's never. He never said- says no. Mm-hmm. That's so. true. I agree with you. Um, okay, I want to ask you since you went to school in Utah, and you know anyone who has been listening to our show this far knows that all of our girls went to school out of state. We really promoted that. We wanted everyone to experience what life outside of Los Angeles was like because. Both James and I, being um, from different areas of the country, uh, agree that Los Angeles is a bubble. There's no other place like it, and you need to get out of your bubble to see what real life is like. You've been to in Utah now, and you've been to other states. You've visited family members across the country. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you feel that you're different from your peers since you grew up in Los Angeles, or is there a difference? Oh, gosh, probably. Um, I should ask them. Yeah, you should. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like a lot of the times when I'm talking about certain things, even the way I'm just speaking in my head, I'm like, gosh, I cannot sound like a pretentious L.A. girl, which I'm not. I wasn't raised that way, um, where I know a lot of people who were. And I know a lot of people who I don't know if like, bratty's the term but they just were kind of handed everything to them whereas a lot of the things that like I've achieved in life like I've worked hard for my sisters have worked really hard to get to where they are so I feel like a lot of the times when I am talking to new people and they're like oh where are you from like oh Los Angeles they're always just like oh they're either like interested shocked 
or like surprised, I guess. Do you think they have preconceived notions that you Oh, for sure. So you've experienced that. Yeah. What are those preconceived like in your in your mind, what would those preconceived notions be? Um probably that I'm spoiled. And I've even like kind of had experience with that. Like when I met my college friends, some of them were like, You're not at all what I first thought you would be. They've actually said that. Yeah. And I'm like what do you mean by that? And some of them will admit they're like, oh, I'm a very harsh, like, person in judging first impressions. I'm like, okay, but like, what did you mean by that? <laughs> did they ever explain? Like, was it just the LA thing? Probably. They d- wouldn't really go like too much into depth, obviously, because then it would kind of hurt my feelings and <laughs> I feel like hurt most people's feelings. But I think it really is just like, grew up in LA, spoiled, privileged for like where you're growing up, which is very weird because a lot of the people I meet grow up in really wealthy neighborhoods and suburbs it is in true. different states. So it's not really any different. I'm just in a congested valley <laughs> opposed yeah. to like well, you're a, in a huge house in the suburbs. We get that all the time. Um, Oh, you're from LA, like cha-ching. And mm-hmm. they don't yeah, realize they think that. you're like, filthy rich. But our money is still below average for LA means wouldn't you agree yes (laughs) it's crazy (laughs) for like half my life I thought we were below the poverty line (laughs) we weren't we were never but it was just the way that everything made it seem I guess my dad was always working my mom was also working we had like babysitters helping out so I don't know I think I got to a certain age where I was like oh this person's mom is like a stay-at-home mom Am I poor? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why. That's just like what went through like my seven-year-old brain. But no, it is a luxury to be a stay-at-home mom. All right. So um, we were so excited. So we were here in Utah just anxiously waiting for you. And then we get a call. You're 20 minutes out and your tire blew on the freeway. Yes. That's so frightening. It was. And honestly, we had made... Um, Annie and I, the friend I was driving with, we had made such amazing time driving up. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. We, when we'd stop, we'd barely like, we'd just get up, go to the bathroom, stretch our legs, get food, hop back in the car and keep going. Like we just wanted to get here. We were driving very safe. So don't worry. Sure you were. Uh We were. Okay, good. But we had stopped a couple times. We got out. We At this point, we had an hour left. Blasting Taylor Swift. Everything was fine. (laughs) We're like 30 minutes away, 25-ish. My tire light pressure goes on. And I think probably a minute or two later, we just heard like a little pop. And we were like, oh, what was that? And then then it started getting a little bit louder. So we thought it was a motorcycle driving by. But we're looking all around. And then I stopped. And I started getting over into the lanes. And I was like, is that my car? And she was like, I think it's your car. And then the car started shaking a little bit. So I did like a three-lane drift to get over to the shoulder. Oh, my God. You're amazing. You really are. I know. I tried so hard to like be calm because my biggest fear was... I don't really have a tire right now, but I don't want that to be a reason that someone hits me or I hit someone else. Like that would just be a nightmare. That would put a real damper on my day. So we got over. um, You were incredible. Thank you. I I said it when I were on the side of the free, the freeway highway with dad, we were dad and I were both like amazed. Like you handled yourself so well. You didn't cry. You didn't freak. Like, that could have been such a different scenario. Yeah, even the tow truck driver was like, how old is she again? And I said, 19. <laughs> he goes, wow, she did a great job. I know, you did, I man. called AAA. I did the call from a woman at one of the towing companies and she had said, I'm going to put you at the top of the call list or the pickup list. Well, we arrived. Yeah, you guys arrived. We switched and for a moment, mom was like, I'm going to sit with the car and I'm like, I'm the guy, so I'm sitting with the car, and you're going to take these girls home. So there was a little uh, gender flex there. There was. There was and a gender flex for sure. His masculinity but, came through. But here's what's funny. He was fine with it at first, but he was really tired. Like, I woke him up from a sleep. Well, I had done the drive. So we'll get into our travels in a minute, but uh, I had done the drive from Idaho City. Yeah, so. so he was pretty tired when we got to the Airbnb, and he was 
really starting to doze off. So I think he was just half asleep because normally he would totally do the gender flex and be like, no, I'm staying and waiting for the tow truck guy. You go. And um, when he, at first he was like, okay. And I was like, okay, I'll see you guys later. He's like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. It took me a second. As, as you two like, girls yeah. were getting in the car, I was like, this does not feel right. So, yes. uh, you know, so I sat there and mom was like, were you scared sitting there waiting for him? And I go, well, I mean, I knew it could end at any moment for me if somebody came up and just smashed no, into you guys, me. It's so but dangerous. I can't say I was really kidding? scared. I mean, I was just phone scrolling and Mia would send me updates from her app as to how far away the tow truck guy, uh, driver was. Uh, but really, he got there really. I mean, she front loaded us, which was great. And when she, uh, you know, he fast tracked his way over to me and I was home before you guys were home. So yes. by the time I mean, this guy was business. Rob, wherever you are, thank you. Uh, <laughs> you did an amazing job just knocking that thing out so quick. He, he was I mean. Dude could easily work on an indie pit crew. So uh, it was fantastic to just get off the highway and go back to our Airbnb and with your little donut. It was so. just so anticlimactic because we had, I had dinner going to be prepared for you. And <laughs> I was all day thinking about like what I was going to make you. And I went grocery shopping. I was like, Oh my gosh. And then be anticlimactic for you and frightening. I mean, really, I'm so sorry you went through that. That really was like not fair. No, we were expecting Uh, some warm welcome and it was like this flurry of activity on the side of a freeway. I was expecting a great big old bear hug from both my parents. I was expecting Roxy to jump on me the second I stepped foot in there. I know. It was like so unfair. Well, all those things still happen later. Yes. (laughs) They happen later, but just not as soon as I wanted them to. Um, but I was actually super grateful that it happened where it happened because yeah. I was already yep. back in the city. I was 20 minutes away from downtown Salt Lake. It's, it was 10 times better that it happened at that point than if it had happened like three hours earlier. Yeah, you were home. You were comfortable. Yeah, I would have <laughs> been like stuck on the side of the road in the middle of nowhere, probably stuck there all night long. So I'm just grateful that where it happened was where it happened. Yeah. But tell me about your guys' drive. <laughs> I didn't even know much about it anyway. Because we were both on the road. Yeah. You were driving and we were driving. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, so in our last episode, we left Seattle uh, with a very nice send off, both from our friends, David and Stacy. We went to Tacoma for the day. Had a really fantastic lunch right there we on the did. water. We did. It was fabulous. Uh, peach cocktails of some sort or oh, another. Yes. They were delicious. Um, and then I uh, got to say goodbye to them. We're going to have Stacy in a future episode. She's a financial planner. I will butcher her actual title, but suffice it to say, uh, there's a budgetary component to our show. And Stacy's going to come on and help us out with that eventually. Uh, and we left and we started out for Washougal, Washington where I was fortunate enough to meet up with one of my colleagues and Denise and I were fortunate enough to meet his wife for the first time. Well, you hadn't met Russ either. So uh, we stayed at the (laughs) palatial estate of Russ and Genia Stemper. Uh, It was a fantastic uh, night just catching up with him and meeting his wife and talking about our mutual families. And then uh, the next day, we actually recorded a well, bonus episode. We did because it's really important to mention that Russell and Genia lived in Los Angeles like us, and they moved for a quieter lifestyle. And Russell is a producer in television on a talk show, so he is in a very similar situation to your dad, mm-hmm. um, wherein uh, he is working remotely now, and he did it long before. Uh, the pandemic. So uh, he really took a leap about seven years ago to say, I'm going to try this. We want a quieter lifestyle, uh, make our money go a little further. And they found this great place uh, called Washougal, Washougal, Washington. And we were so grateful to be able to stay in their beautiful home and um, just experience being there, what that city does for them and um, what they do uh, while living there. Yeah. And they actually decided to make that move. I know you and your sister think you had it tough, but they made that move the day their son graduated. And he actually- He didn't walk. Yeah. He he actually decided not to walk for his graduation and they were just on the road on their way up, Uh, but they've never looked back. So, uh, you know, they're making it work for themselves up there quite nicely. And- uh, 
it'll be an exciting episode for our listeners to hear in the future. Uh, so we did that. And then the next day we set out for Bend, Oregon, right? Yeah. we. Um, I had mentioned to dad that uh, I had heard from more than one person, Bend is the place yeah. to be. I don't really know what that means or what Bend is like. So we were like, hey, if it's the place to be, then we need to be there. Uh, and uh, we went and we spent like a day there. Um, I could see, I can see the hoopla, sort of. Um, there are parts of it that are really pretty. There are other parts of it that just look like a brand new community, which is fabulous for somebody that wants to live in a brand new community. It kind of looked like, I'm going to say Porter Ranch, but nobody okay. outside of Los Angeles knows what Porter Ranch is. Yeah. So just think of like the newest upcoming community in your area that has um, a beautiful mall, a brand new Nordstrom Rack, blah, blah, blah. Uh, that's yeah, it was very uh, young family centric, I would say. Uh, a lot of kids. So they have a little river in the old mill district where a lot of kids were floating. You know, it was a hot summer day. So a lot of kids were like floating the river in their little inner tubes, uh, families all around getting, uh, you know, lunch, ice cream, you name it. And lots of hiking. We were told the beauty of it and what people brings people to bend. Well, used to be, it was affordable. Um, and if you're an outdoors person, you have hiking and you have the water. So in the summer you have, um, the river and there are a few lakes from what I was told. I, I, if you're in Bend and you're hearing this, I could very well be wrong, but this is what I was told by a volunteer, uh, park, um, a state park worker, Ron and Debbie, Ron and Debbie. Um, and so, uh, and there are many lakes there. So in the summer you have the enjoyment of the water. And then in the winter there, are, Oh God, there are so many mountains. Bend is surrounded by mountains. I took tons of pictures. Again, if you follow us on Instagram, I'm going to post them here. Uh, but so you have the lifestyle in the winter and the lifestyle in the summer. So it makes complete sense if you're an outdoor person. But what yeah. doesn't make sense to me is that it is three hours from a major airport. So in my mind, there's nothing that fabulous yet that I have come across that would make me want to drive three hours from an airport or my family or my friends to come see yeah. me. When we are looking for a place to live, our thoughts are, that we want to live close to an airport and have some sort of attraction. So when friends and family come, they're not traveling far and they could maybe be on a river or be on a lake or go skiing, go to the beach. There has to be something that will draw our friends and family to us. Uh, you could have a long airport drive if the destination is worth it, but you can't have a long airport drive and nothing at the destination. In my opinion, this is just me. Yeah. This is what when dad and I are looking for another, you know, a, a place to call our own again. Uh, it has to be, I just feel worth everyone's while to come see us. And I do agree that three hours is a bit long to travel to PDX to fly anywhere. Um, but I, you know, I suspect the people who live in Bend kind of don't care, you know, that's where, <laughs> yeah. that's where their family is, you know, they're of like, I don't, what do I need to go to Portland for? That's where all the, you know, that's Portland lets its freak flag fly. And, you know, I'm just trying to raise my three little critters here. I know, but at uh, some so point, it. like if you ever want to go and visit someone, you have to drive three hours to an airport. It just seems very long to yeah, me. That's a, it. You would want to do that drive, stay at a hotel, and then fly out the next day or something like that to go see grandma in Massachusetts or wherever. But um, I actually, at first glance, I wasn't feeling it. But as we drove around the second day we were there, West Bend uh, was where it was. Yeah, West Bend was style. great. I mean, I again, I have the under like I understand a young family who just bought you know a, a house or what have you there. Um, to me, it felt like a lot of subdivisions in many areas, which everybody knows I'm not really into. Yeah. How, however, I will say the, the West Bend area, the minute we got there, I was like, okay, this is more our speed. Uh, Houses spread apart, um, cute little coffee shops, uh, uh, cute little uh, grocery stores, yeah. uh, things like that, like really um, more uh, mom and pop kind of feel mm -hmm. and houses weren't on top of each other. But um, don't be mistaken. We couldn't afford Ben. 
as yeah. much, uh, we couldn't have. It's very yeah, we're it's, priced it's, out. I mean, it would be uh, <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. it would be a savings over over what we had in L.A. It's certainly less traffic. Oh yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I just less felt- people, less traffic, obviously. Um, but prices were still. You were looking yeah, at houses. I mean, you're what were at they pricing at? Six hundred K plus. Yeah. Oh wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, for a three plus two in many of the areas. I'm sure in the outlying areas, you could find something different. But the bottom line is, uh, your mom. And I, being the age we are, for us, it was like, okay, we we get it. It's a cool town. I'm really glad we visited. Uh, I found a great coffee shop. Back porch coffee roasters was great. Uh, the little market in West Bend, the Newport Ave market or something like that, if I remember right, was really good. Uh, but in the end, when it came time to leave and press on, we were ready to go for 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 our taste, you know? Um, nice. Yep. And so then we went to tell him, babe. Oh, we went to Idaho City, uh, Idaho, and it was I got it all <laughs> right. Oh <laughs> man, I got it all right. I know. I was like, is she struggling or is she still? I've been calling it Iowa City, Iowa. I've been calling it Iowa City, Idaho. I've been calling it Idaho City, Iowa. Oh yeah, I've she butchers too many every eyes. name, Mia. Yeah. Every name of everything. Too many eyes. Too many eyes. I know. So, um, <laughs> thank God she's not writing a travel blog right I now. Know. It'd be just like everybody would be like, I have no idea where this woman is sending me. So we we try to plan our travels um, this way. If there's an eight hour or a six hour drive. We want to split it up. We want to get out of the car. The goal was, I've been talking about this for months, that we'll get out of the car, we'll have a good lunch somewhere, we'll do a little hike, and we'll get back in the car. It hasn't gone exactly <laughs> how I had planned in my head. So It's um, gone nothing like we've planned in our heads. Nope. And that, yeah. Okay. So... The way this went down was that we drove six hours because... Um, Going from Bend, Oregon to Salt Lake City, Utah to meet you here is about a 10-hour drive. Mm -hmm. So uh, dad found a a city called Idaho City. It's about six hours. He thought that'd be a good place to stop. We haven't Mm -hmm. been to Boise, Idaho before. Many times. Many, many times. And most people would say, well, just go to Boise. But we wanted to try something different. This was different. So this <laughs> was way out in the wilderness. I mean, I'm not kidding when I say this. Like, like I mean, we were on the freeway and we're approaching the mountain and I just look at it and dad points to the top of the mountain where you can see the pine trees. And he said, that's where we're going. <laughs> and that's where we went. He wasn't yeah. kidding. We went to the top of that mountain. Um, beautiful drive. Uh, it's similar. I'm going to say this and people may have to look it up to the drive from Boise to McCall, Idaho. So if you live in McCall, you know exactly what I'm talking about that drive. If you don't, it's, it's a mountain, uh, it's a mountain, it's a mountain town, uh, McCall. It, it's a, um, people go there to surf and they have a beautiful, sorry, surf. So people go there to <laughs> ski, people wow. go there to ski and they have a beautiful <laughs> lake. So it's a destination place. If yeah. you live in Idaho, um, Idaho city, I think is more for locals. Uh, there's a, a river that runs, uh, along it. Uh, we also are told, or dad looked it up. There's, um, there's a lake up there somewhere as well. Uh, we saw people with dune buggies, so we know that people are in the forest. Uh, a lot doing... of ATVs. I mean, yeah, I we... said dune buggies. I'm so sorry. Oh, no, I'm, we I saw cannot those as get well. my. Okay, remember and... uh, there was like a little tiny convention at the yeah, mouth was that of the dune main street. Or ATVs? Those were dune buggies. Okay, so yeah. I think dune buggies. I think sand. I mean, so I don't know. There were dune buggies there, but in any case, um, the very beginning of this series of doing the podcast, I said that I just want to find a place where I can have orange juice that's less than $5. We did. Mission accomplished. I got a glass. Seasons Market and Restaurant or something like that? Yeah, Yeah. Seasons, um, I think, Restaurant. It's just a little hole-in-the-wall breakfast joint, really. The girl who took our order also made our food. Oh. So it was, she's a one-woman show. And um, a glass of orange juice. Exactly. Uh, And she checked us out. She was the cashier, the waitress, and the cook. Uh, And um, a glass of orange juice, $1.99. How much was the meal altogether? $30. It was $30. I was so happy I tipped her 10. So it was $40 on (laughs) the way out the door. Hold on. Let me just say this. Two pancakes, $3.30. Two pancakes in LA would be? Like 14. 
Yeah, 12 to 14, $3.30 for two pancakes. I wanted to order more just because I just couldn't put them in believe. the cooler. Yeah, I was like, oh my God. It was incredible. So Idaho City was really great. Um, we were actually looking at houses there. The town has been untouched. There's a good and a bad to that. Um, the good is that the town has been untouched. The bad is that the town has been untouched. For 40 years. So, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there were a lot of rundown buildings, uh, even in the downtown area. And I say downtown, it was, That's like, you know, yeah. it's one intersection, basically. Um, okay. But I personally liked it a lot. I, really? I actually, yeah. I, I expected that mom would like it more because she I wanted I know she always qu- talks about being place. rural and remote. Yeah. It was too much for her. It no, was it was my kind of like Lake Milton, Ohio type oh, remote. No, You're back to your roots. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> that's actually not true. I could picture myself living there. Um, I just don't know what I would do because when I think about living in a rural area, I think about having a lot of property and this was just mountain living. So there's not like any land you can cultivate or any rescue dogs I can like take in. It was like, there's just <laughs> trees everywhere. So for me, I found it challenging on like what I would do. Um, mm-hmm. I immediately started thinking like, well, I could go and help Lucy at that restaurant. I mean, <laughs> I literally was thinking I can cook while she takes the orders and is the cashier, or I could take the orders and be the cashier while she cooks. She's certainly, I saw a help wanted sign in that restaurant. I could do that. So my brain was yeah, going. But the, but the whole time you were like, oh my gosh, where's it? Like, I need to find a grocery store. How far is a grocery store? Okay. That How is- far? You don't even like Costco and you were looking for a Costco. You were so <laughs> desperate. It, like it wasn't your vibe. I it mean, was just it scary was because there's no, for me, I didn't, I, I've never, okay. Food has always been first and foremost with me. Everyone who knows me knows it's food. I am food, food, food. I didn't realize how frightened I get when there's the thought of not having a <laughs> mom was thinking like, is it, there's a snowstorm and she's there three days without having dropped like $700 at Costco. I was, yeah. rational- I was rationalizing it in my head. Like, how does this work? How does this work? And then I think Genia was the one who said, well, you just get a second freezer. And I was like, oh, that makes sense. Cause I remember I was yeah. on the phone even talking to Aaron and I said, well, I would have to get a second freezer. Cause I'm already thinking in my head, like, how does this work? Because you're going to get snowed in. And then like, and I was like, well, milk, well, thank God we don't drink that much milk, but I'm thinking of like the basics. (laughs) We go through a half gallon, like every seven weeks. If I have a freezer in the garage that's stocked with food, I think I can do this. I just need to know there's a, I need to know. You need to be mentally prepared. It's as if we were suddenly on a survival show and it was, it was like 35 minutes to get into Boise from there or to get. When we got down the mountain, I did feel better. There was an Albertsons at the bottom. And I said to dad, I go, I might be able to make this work. Oh my God. God. I did. You're still, I mean, I know we talk all the time how you want to live out in the sticks, but I've always had this thought in the back of my head, like she's from Chicago. She lived in San Diego and she lived in LA. It's like, she's totally a city girl. You know this about your mom. She's a city girl. She She needs a lot of stuff to do to occupy her time. Well, yeah, she went Stop. from she went from Chicago to L.A. It's and true. then stayed in L.A. So yeah. that I think in itself. Okay, you guys, I'm going to do this. There's country- no movie theater in Idaho City. I'm going to do this country living, and you're going to see. You're going to fail. I know, I know you will. <laughs> I know you will do some sort of country living. I just don't think it'll be in yeah. Idaho City. No, for sure. Okay, she's still going to want to. She's still going to want a townhouse in like Dallas or somewhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and she'll spend nine months out of the year there. And then come visit me in Idaho City for the remaining three, you know? Yeah, maybe. Um, but uh, so we uh, we left Idaho City and we had a great experience and um, I broke my toe. She oh, did. Man. She broke her toe. Kicking yep. a stray dog. It has what? been. I'm just kidding. No, stop that. I was getting. It's an old person story. I was getting in the bathtub. She was kicking an old lady. No. <laughs> no, I was getting in the shower and. I was really tired and I didn't lift my foot up high enough and I banged it right in the side of the bathtub, lifting it up over to get in the shower. I knew it when I hit it. And what's just so disappointing is that I've spent so much time talking about all the places I want to visit on foot 
I, know. I don't know what to do. It's horrible too because I've been hyping up all the Utah hiking. Yeah, it's you like have. There's so much hiking to do. There's hiking behind my school. There's yeah. hiking anywhere. There's Zion. There's I think Mobile. I have to get like something like a splint or something. I'm gonna go to Rite Aid and see if I can get something. I don't know. I'm not sure what I'm gonna do. I just yeah, it sucks. And the thought of someone stepping on it just. Well, I mean, what sucks for you is it's the middle toe, so it's not even like the pinky is negligible. Right? Yeah, like, nobody would care if it was a pinky toe. It's like just use your other nine toes who, who and quit complaining. You know? Thankfully, it's not the big toe. Look, I'm grateful that it's not the big toe, but it is a meaningful toe. It's a meaningful toe. Very well. Then yesterday in the car, I'm on the phone with our rental car company, and we're talking about like you know. Um, just the charges and all of that and what they're going to bill on my card next. And um, I hang up with them and I say to dad, I said, wow. I go, you know, it's $300 extra a week for this insurance. And dad and I never get rental car insurance. So for this trip though, we wanted the flexibility and and because we're traveling across country, the um, comfort of knowing that if anything happened to this car, we literally hand them over the key and we're done with it. And that that um, peace of mind costs three hundred dollars mm-hmm. extra a week, not a month, a Whoa. week. So um, I was on the phone with them and I hung up and I said to Dad, "God, I don't know. Like this insurance <laughs> is so expensive." You see right? where this is going. Mm-hmm. And then um, he didn't really say anything. He was quiet. So I just like was you know sitting in my seat and then I started dozing off and. All of a sudden, I got woken up by the loudest pop, and it was a rock that hit our windshield and cracked it. Yeah. Wow. Like in the center of the windshield. It's yeah. crazy. I mean, we are three weeks in, and things are getting real. Uh, broken toe, cracked windshield, and a blowout on the freeway. I mean, now we're really experiencing what it's like being on the road. So anyway, let's get back to you. You are here in Salt Lake City. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take your car out and get it road ready again. But you are off to Zion today. Yes. For a friend's get together. I don't even know the details on this. A friend's birthday. What the hell do you guys do? What are you going to do in Zion? Mushrooms? Stop it. No, stop that. She doesn't (laughs) do that. Good. I know. You are the most responsible one. Thanks. Um, And then... Saturday, I move into my first apartment. Yay, baby's first apartment. I'm a big girl now. Yay. <laughs> so I'm so excited. I'm so excited to live into a, an apartment. Dorm life can be fun, but I think after the first two months, I was over it. I was like, I, I want a kitchen. I want some somewhere where I can make actual food for myself. I kind of want my own space with someone I actually like get along with opposed to just like assigned roommates. Um, the dorms are disgusting at most schools anyway. Did you ever see roaches? Yours was kind of nice though. My specific dorm was nice. The dorm that I'd always hang out in was disgusting. Did you ever see roaches? No, not roaches. Oh, good. Okay. You uh, ended up in the Mormon <laughs> dorm. Am I right? Yes. Well, not specifically the Mormon dorm. Um, it was all girls dorm. There were a lot of girls. It was in nicknamed there. the Mormon dorm yeah, from the was, students. It was yes. There were a lot of girls in there that weren't Mormon. My sweetmates were super cool. My specific roommate, however, was Mormon. But honestly, I liked having a roommate that I wasn't bestie bestie with. Why? I don't know. I feel like it would be a lot because then we'd be roommates and really good friends. And I think when you're starting out in college, like you kind of just need to be able to meet a lot of different people, try and find different friends. So I felt that if I was super bestie bestie with my roommate, then that would also lead to a lot of issues a lot of arguments uh, like because we'd be so comfortable with each other <laughs> I'm that laughing. we'd just be mean but you are moving in with sierra okay. i know yeah, but that's because I know. but that's because i also like that now i'm living with someone that i'm super comfortable around someone who has 
been to our home, our my childhood home before. <laughs> oh, okay. For specific, this childhood home thing is going to be slid in every conversation. I know for the next I just, however many years. It's really like to me, it's really not that big of a deal anymore. Like whatever, we moved out, I'm over it. But well, I just like now. to torture them a little bit. She does. She does. Um, your your Mormon roommate though, she was sweet. Came she from was a nice sweet. family. She guys, was very sweet. But, but now, you know, but there now is... you're moving in with your number one, your numero uno. Numero uno. The one thing Shout though. The one thing that I do want to point out that you shared with me, and I don't know anything about uh, the Mormon community, but I did learn that they pretty much stick together. So, um, you know, her activities were completely different than yours. And and she had no interest in joining you for yours. And you obviously were never going to be invited to join her for Mm -hmm. her activities. So really, unfortunately, was like not even having a roommate. Yeah, but she was honestly, she was very sweet. Um, I would, she would always let me know when she wouldn't be coming back to the room. I would always tell her when I'd be out of town. Um, I'd text her if there were any problems. Like, we communicated very well. We didn't have much to small talk on, but I don't really like small talk anyway. I'm not really a small talk type of gal. I'm just like, hey, how are you? Good, good. Okay, cool. Let's get on with our day. Well, I would say out of any of the sisters in our family that she could have ended up with, she was really lucky you were the one. Yes. The other two like to get the party on a lot more than you do. Mm -hmm. And uh, you are just quiet. In okay. your in your day to day, let's be totally honest. She would have transferred out if she had Parker as a roommate, yeah. And she would become like, uh, probably a night owl if she had Ellie as a roommate. I feel like if she had Ellie out of as a roommate, she would have left the church. <laughs> <laughs> she probably would have. Ellie would have been just Ellie would have been the main influence, being like, yeah. "So you're sure you oh, don't want to yeah. go out tonight?" She'd yep. be like, "No." She'd be like. Well, you're going to come anyway. Yeah, Ellie would <laughs> That's be. That's very true. And yeah. plus, on the day side, Ellie would have been in the Utah library like every single day coming up with point counterpoint of why she should leave the morning oh, church. That's true. Exactly. Ellie would have researched it 100% mm-hmm. and would have said to her, well, this is what I think. And she would have had a list and said, "And oh, this poor yeah. girl. She would have left the church. You're mm-hmm. right, Mia. Yeah. You're right. But. All that to say, I'm super excited to go and live in this apartment <laughs> with my best friend. I'm, we're so excited. We have so many plans. We have not really planned like the decor in our apartment yet, but that's just kind of what makes it fun. Because like Agreed. now, like the weekend or like next weekend, like we can just go to like IKEA together, and we both have our cars now, so it's ten times better. Yay. Oh, yeah. We're obviously happy to be here with you. Anyone who knows me knows that Salt Lake City is one of my favorite towns. It's definitely on my top five. Yeah, I agree. I love it. And we just got into town last night. So with that being said, I think it's only appropriate that Mia, who's now a native, Utahn. Is it Utahn? You. Yes. Utahn. You're a U. Well, I'm a U. That's my You should explain what a Ute is, Mia, so everyone knows for the people at home. A Ute is a... Okay, well... There's the Ute tribe. So a Ute is an individual of... Native American tribe. Yes, the Native American Ute tribe that was on this land before we were, long, long before we were. And I believe there's still some Utes around on our land. And the tribe has actually allowed your campus to to use use their name. So a lot, I'll I'll say Utes first to some people of like my mascots. They're like, mm, isn't that kind of like a cultural appropriation? I'm like, nope, we got permission. So, <laughs> That's right. so don't cancel me for going to Utah and being a Ute because I have permission. <laughs> Go Utes. Anyway, Go Utes. Uh, okay. Well, then it's only fair since you are here, you have been here longer than us, uh, that you give us your top five things you like about Utah and top five things you could do without. Ready? Go. Okay. I'll start with. The likes. Um, so the first one is probably the scenery. Oh my God, like the mountains are beautiful. The sunsets are absolutely unreal. When there's snow on the mountaintops behind my school, it's probably the prettiest thing I've ever seen in my life. Nice. Um, so I love the scenery. It's a city mixed with like very naturey, outdoorsy esque vibes, you know? 
Naturey, naturey is a word, honey. I guess I just said vibes. I <laughs> didn't right, want to say two, that. <laughs> number two. Um, number two is that it's super easy to get around. What's called the tracks, which is basically like a light rail yeah. train subway type of thing. Um, but it's not a subway; it's above ground, so yeah, it's, it's light. Electric. It's electrical, rail. right? Electrical yeah. train. Yeah. Uh-huh. So it's a city train. Yes, and it goes all the way through downtown, and you can get off and get different. Um, on different colors and some will take you to the airport some will take you towards more southern utah like sandy and yeah so it's super easy to get around that's number two uh number three is that even though it's a city it really does feel like kind of like a college town because the college is such a core part of the city um especially the u Everywhere you drive in downtown, there's always a Ute flag, like Ute merch everywhere. Our campus store store is huge with a ton of merch. And the college town aspect of that brings it together with the city. Yeah, for sure. It reminds me, you know, having this was like the third or fourth place I visited that was kind of like like Boise was very like that. Uh, when we were in Knoxville, Tennessee, the University of Tennessee right. is right there. Mm-hmm. Very similar. People went nuts for the orange white game there. And it's no different being here in, in, in Salt Lake City. Yeah. People really rally around the campus, especially now that the team is in the pack. 12 and they won it last year and they have every indication that they're going to be a successful program. Uh, The community was just bubbling over with, you know, campus enthusiasm uh, in the few times I've been here in the past couple of years. Yeah. So um, that was actually going to be another one of my favorites, which is like the football games. That's more directed towards like my school like within my not school. really though because a whole town comes yeah. out for that yeah. i mean they're the True. only no football team there's in no this salt state. lake there's no i mean there what there have been attempts at salt lake teams yeah. in various football leagues but there's no nfl team here right yeah. so this they is love the so... jazz they fill vivin arena to see that football for the is the only game in town is utah utah yeah so the football games are so much fun and the best part is that we don't have to walk down to the stadium the tracks can take us down to the stadium oh. and it's like a two-minute uh, nice tracks ride that's awesome I know. good callback so honey. all of them kind of connect together <laughs> but um and you guys are gonna beat byu this year right we better we <laughs> last year i'm like how can you not beat byu they're but then gonna go to the you, rose bowl they're gonna play you in your crib right they're coming they're coming to you this time uh, yes yeah because they lost well i don't BYU. think we're playing them this year we play them every two years oh really yeah oh, so we'll play them next year all right anyway um, okay where are we at number three four that was four that was four and then my fifth one uh, like what i like so much this kind of goes hand in hand with like my school but it's just the people are so cool here i took a sociology class last semester and some of the discussions that we'd have in class were just so interesting everyone is so different but i feel like we're all kind of on the same like path or wavelength like everyone's very respectful of everyone most of the time um (laughs) i feel like the way that people are raised differently is what makes them so interesting because they could be raised completely differently than how they are as an adult and they can even be like 10 times cooler as an adult and you can be like well like i really like the way your mind works Okay. As for the dislikes. Here we go. Well, you did say the dislikes were hard to come up with. They were kind of hard because I've only been here for a year. Only. But a year's a long time uh, yeah, to get a feel for a place. Like, that's true. Oh my gosh. I know right away if I don't like something. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't. I, I feel like I'm the type of person that like it needs Deadby to like, simmer, simmer a little bit. But the first one, hands down, since I want to go into law, I totally despise how church and state here very much are hand in hand. Um, Explain how that was difficult for you. Well, so for another, this is my second point. I'll, okay, go I'll ahead. Loop yeah, it you all can together. merge them. Sure. I do it all the time. Trust okay. me. My second point is that everything is closed on Sundays. doesn't matter where you go. The only things open still are probably like Taco Bell, McDonald's, uh. Jack in the Box, like things like that. Everything on the face of this city is closed on a Sunday. And even better, most things are closed by 10 p.m. on a Saturday. Wow. So coming from a city like Los Angeles, that is crazy for you. Yeah, so it was really weird. And going back to church and state, 
Um, those are state laws. And along with that, like, there's a state law that you can only buy, like, alcohol, for example, at a state liquor store. So if you're going to Ralph's and you're, or we have Smith's here, if you're going to Smith's or Trader Joe's and you're, let's say, having like a dinner party and you want to get all your groceries at the same exact time, you're still going to have to make two stops regardless. You are. Yeah. So the Trader Joe's here in Salt Lake doesn't sell vodka like it does in Los Angeles. Correct. So the only thing that is ever sold at like grocery stores or convenience stores are beers and seltzers, which sure, whatever, college kids go crazy for that. Well, we're not going to linger on that because you're only 19 anyway. Correct. I know you don't drink. We don't, she doesn't drink. Okay. I, I know you don't consume She doesn't have a fake. No. The vodka. She doesn't. <laughs> the vodka. Um, but anyway, so like things like that, like a lot of things, like a lot of coffee shops are closed on Sundays. And I'm like, what do you, why are you closed on a Sunday? Is like, Starbucks? I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. I think corporate places aren't. But mom and pops definitely are closed. Yeah, for sure. Um, corporate places are sinful. That's why. Yeah. And so I think with the state of Utah itself being heavily based in housing those of the Mormon religion, a lot of the state laws have become to what's the word like not abide by the mormons but like they do lean heavily they lean very heavily toward their lifestyle so it's not a very secular framework exactly so at all times and i know that if so the u the university of utah has an amazing law school and i'd really love to go there but i know that if i do um because of the way that mormonism heavily influences this state if i go to law school in utah it'll be harder for me to get acclimated to other states laws because i'll be so used to utah's laws but i don't want to practice law in utah i don't (laughs) where are you gonna go i don't know i i was always thinking like chicago or boston um but all right well we're getting off on a tangent so that's one and two yeah that's one and two give us number three drop the hammer Oh God! You can look. At There's your nothing phone. wrong okay. with like if you don't have. Look, if the place is so. Oh, I got one. Oh, okay. You're Bring gonna like one. this one. Bring it, sister. There is a lot of homelessness. Oh. So, there is really. Yeah. Even by you, LA standards. Kind of like no. I was, there's no way. There's no tent cities here. There's some there tents are, on certain the streets. Yeah. yeah. Toward so, the airport, there are. So as loving and kind as the Mormons are, they, they don't, don't help take the homeless. They do not help the homeless. Isn't that no. unbelievable? There's a strip. Probably, I think it was on State Street that we were on yesterday. State or Maine. There's a strip that's right by City Creek Mall. You remember? Yes. And there's always on that street, at least on one side of it, at least six homeless people. But it's just, it was so surprising because I was like, because going to a Catholic school, I was like, oh, religion teaches you to care about everyone, right? Like even the homeless. But seeing how many homeless people there are, like they they don't care, so that's like one. Well, I mean, of the you things. can't really put that on Mormons as a whole. Okay, but I mean, look, if the government sure. is based on Mormon values, nah. and this is what she's talking about, they should take more of a look at their homeless know, but, but situation just, in their own. If you're city. expecting Christianity to do, no, Christian we're not things, talking about Christianity. I know, okay, Mormonism, whatever the fill in the blank. If you're expecting in in 2022 America for these you know, established religions to do what the parables in the Bible tell them to. You're you're fooling yourself. It's they don't of, do any yeah. of that stuff anymore. Look, the government here is very leans heavily on the Mormon church and their traditions, and they should take a look at how they're taking care of the people living on the street. And I get it. And I yeah. I think it's not right. So I think that was walk, just walk the walk. I think that was just one of the things that I was more surprised at. It just it was one more thing to remind me of like downtown LA, which is exactly why I didn't go to like a UC school or even apply to a UC school. So that's what three, four is um, since I've been here, since we visited the very first time, uh-huh. there's been construction on every single road. <laughs> Weird. I was just there's as I was setting up, behind. I was just like, I keep hearing trucks. Yeah, there's the construction reverse, everywhere. The reverse beeps. There's construction right behind this Airbnb, literally. Yeah. So and it's like. It it's never always st- it's it hasn't stopped once. I'm sure there's still construction on the same exact street that there was when I left school originally. Sure. 
So that's just one of the things that like, it's a beautiful city, but it makes the city look really, really ugly. But yeah, so that's number four. And then number five um, would probably be, this is more of a personal problem, but dressing for the cold. I hate <laughs> dressing for the what cold. What did you expect, me, some no, California love, girl? No, 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 no. Listen, hear me out. I love winter clothes. I They're live super in, cute. I live in sweatshirts. I live in sweaters. I live in sweatpants. I can, I can get some cute winter clothes. However, the layering up <laughs> aspect, I absolutely hate because I get sweaty layering up and I put it all on and it doesn't matter how many layers I on, I will still walk out of my door You're and cold. be like, oh, oh my God, it's freezing out. Regardless of how cold it is, it won't even be that cold. But I am always cold because, you know, I grew up in L.A. We didn't even have that cold of a winter, but I was still like shivering oh here and there. Yeah, I bought you like a mega expensive jacket to I know. cover all that. I think we're going to get her a snowsuit. <laughs> yeah, we get her a snowsuit like a Christmas story. I'm going to get you a onesie snowsuit, honey. Oh, my God. All right. Well, well done, honey. Thank you so much. Thank uh, you. I'm very... so glad you're here with us. I'm so yes. happy to be here. You're, you're not an orphan anymore. No. Your parents have come back to claim you. Thank you. Thanks like, for having me. <laughs> no problem. We're so happy you were able to do it with us today. We know you have a big night planned in Zion, mm-hmm. so you got to get out of here soon. Yep. But... Mom and I are still here for about five or six more days, so we are going to have more to come from Salt Lake City. Thank you guys for joining us. That's a wrap for this episode. Mia, take us out. Do the honors. Empty nest, full tank. Nice <laughs> See job, See you guys honey. later. See you guys next week. Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys.